Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Rudy Tomjanovich was inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, player and coach. And I thought he brought up, of all of the things said this weekend, then they were wonderful speeches. I, I the composure that Vanessa Bryant showed is lost on me. Like, like, how do you do it? Like, how do you get up there and do it with such composure and grace? And then she ended her speech this way. Congratulations, baby. All of your hard work and sacrifices paid off. You once told me, if you're going to bet on someone, bet on yourself. I'm glad you bet on yourself, you overachiever. You did it. You're in the Hall of Fame now. You're a true champ. You're not just an MVP. You're an all-time great. I'm so proud of you. I love you forever and always. Kobe, Bean, Bryant. It's the third time I've heard it. Still hits me, man. But just Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan didn't have any notes. Tim Duncan just talked. We never heard from Tim when he played. He never cared about any of that. It's just like a taller version of John Stockton from the standpoint of, I just play basketball. Like, I don't, I don't need anything else. And he got up and he just spoke from the heart about, well, everybody, including Greg Popovich, where you just like those are really poignant speeches. You know, Kevin Garnett, Kevin Garnett kept trying to compliment Tim Duncan. But I know there's this intense rivalry and, and KG would have to say, no, no, I'm, you know, I'm being, you know, I'm serious, you know, because Tim is probably going, yeah, right. OK, yeah, KG. All right. 
Um, it, it just wonderful moments. I mean, I, I love this. Uh, I've been to the Basketball Hall of Fame. The first time I went there was when Maravich got inducted. And it's just one of those where you just walk around, you know, and it comes alive. The voices come alive in there. And to, to see all of those greats there, and Michael Jordan was there, uh, Kim Mulkey, former Baylor head coach, who was a great point guard in her own right now, going to LSU. She got inducted. It's just wonderful. It, it's a celebration of the sport for all of the great things. And Rudy Tomjanovich got up there, and I did not expect this to come out of his mouth. I want to speak up for Robert Ory to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He is truly a legendary player. He made so many clutch shots. He's got seven rings to prove it. This is where he belongs. I went, whoa, oh, I got a topic for Monday's show because we brought this up before. We've had Robert on before to talk about this. And you don't want to... When you bring up Robert Ory, yes, part of seven championship teams, big shot Bob, but he was an average regular season player. He had less than 8,000 career points. He started about 30% of the time. Like, what is a Hall of Famer? We get caught up in stats. It's all about stats. We've joked about Julian Edelman. You know, you can't you can't write the history of these sports without Julian Edelman, and you can't do it with Robert without Robert Ory. Now, does that make you a Hall of Famer? Neither made the Pro Bowl, neither made an All Star team. I I love the conversation. I I like that we don't forget some of these players who did contribute, knew their roles. But then, how far do you extend it? If, if I put Robert Ory into the Hall of Fame, I'm putting Julian Edelman into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Contributions, big games, MVP of a Super Bowl, playoff numbers. Do I put Derek Fisher in the Basketball Hall of Fame? He had more points in the regular season. He had 10,000 career points. He won five rings. You know who has the most postseason games of all time? Derek Fisher. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer. I like the discussion. But I don't like getting to the point where you then denigrate a player. And I don't want to do that. Robert Ory contributed on a big stage. And I, I applaud his former coach, Rudy Tomjanovich, for giving him a shout out there. And giving me a little content today that I can bring up to Reggie Miller a little bit later on. So, uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. McLevin, you have a poll question for me today. So, we've been workshopping a Lakers poll question. But before we get to that, there's a million Robert Ory or this guy's career. Okay, hold on. Hold on with that. By the way, this program brought to you by M-Drive, the supplement I take every day. You get stronger, leaner, and uh, helps you stay up with these uh, younger guys. Go to mdrivedan.com. Free shipping, 60-day guarantee. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M-Drive. All right. Well, it, I think I think we have the perfect one. It's just been handed to our lap. Okay. 
Uh, would you rather be Robert or would you rather have Robert Ory's career or Chris Webber, the new Hall of Famer's career? Because Chris never won the national title in college basketball, and I don't think won one in the NBA. He did not. But had a lot of all-stars and was obviously a transformative figure. Yeah, he's going in next year, along with Ben Wallace, uh, Chris Bosh. Yes, Paul? I'm going to get a little more extreme on Robert Ory. Would you rather Robert Ory's career, rings that go with it, or Carl Malone's career? And you're the greatest player in NBA history to not win a title. He's considered that. And it's really, Barkley might be second, Ewing might be third, et cetera, et cetera. But Carl Malone's first ballot, he's got got everything. He's got the numbers. He does not have a ring. Robert Ory's got seven, and he's responsible for some of the seven. He's not just along for the ride. He's not Jake, Jack Haley on the Bulls. Yeah. No offense. Yeah. Um, I would take Carl Malone's career. I mean, it's, it, look, it's nice to win titles. I get it. And Robert Ory has seven. And Carl Malone came up short twice against Michael Jordan. He's the second all-time leading scorer in the history of this sport. Durable. Now, those... Those guys played 82 games. No load management, they played. Uh, I would take Carmelo. Would so, I take Robert Ory or Chris Webber? I w- that one's a little tougher. C. Webb was great. Uh, made a lasting impression in college. No titles. I'd probably say Robert Ory. Over C. Webb. When Robert Ory walks down the street, they go, there's Big Shot Bob. Now they might go, who's the tall guy there? They might do that. But if you know Robert Ory, you immediately go, oh, it's Big Shot Bob. And he's got those, he's got those titles. Yes, he. Right. I mean, there's something to be said about. Um, people thinking you're underappreciated or under like, man, that dude belongs in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah, yeah, that's right, I do. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, McLovin. I'm looking at the all-time scoring leader list. I got one name here. How about Robert Ori versus Carmelo Anthony? Is that even? I mean, Carmelo did win that Syracuse. Yeah, I would take Melo's career. But like Seaton was saying, the expectations for Melo were so high yeah. that he almost feels like he under underperformed, where Ori exceeds his expectation. Well, Ori wasn't good enough to be a starter, but he was on good teams where he wasn't good enough to be a starter. Mello was good enough to be a starter, therefore you expect more out of him. You know, he had to get 25 a night. But he also won a title at Syracuse. Yeah, like he, five times as much money, too. Yes, he did. He made a lot of money. Still making a lot yeah. of money. Yes, Paulie. What if I dropped it down a little bit and said someone like Steve Nash, who has two MVPs, no rings? Or Robert Ory? Or Robert Ory, who's got seven rings that he's responsible I'd rather be Steve Nash. Close? I'm MVP. Two times. Allen Iverson. Man, Iverson. Sorry, that's tough. Iverson changed the game. He I'll, changed the game. Household name at 18. Changed the game in a variety of ways. How he looked. Uh, what he said, how he played. Yeah. Okay, I'm dropping it down a little. No offense. <laughs> Chris Paul or Robert Ory. Assuming Chris Paul does not win a title but finishes as one of the top 10 point guards of all time. 
Do I get the State Farm commercial? Yes. No, that's I good do. cash. Okay. <laughs> good cash. Uh, I might go Robert Ory there. <laughs> like Chris is, I I hope Chris finishes in the top five in MVP because I do think that he has been in, incredible with with his veteran leadership for that team. Um, but the, by the way, the Joker's winning the MVP. I mean, he just is. Uh, maybe Steph finishes second. Chris Paul finishes third. The voting has to be finished. Voting had to be in, uh, I believe, as of last night or, or this morning. I believe. Once the regular season's over, then you put your ballot in. Yeah, McLeod. One more, Ori. We should just get out of the way, head it um, off so it's not here. Our hour three guest, Reggie Miller versus Robert Ori, because I'm sure people are going to tweet ooh, us. Oh, oh. Reggie, obviously a Hall of Famer. Yes. I wonder if Reggie would trade his career for Robert Ori's career. Reg got into the finals. Had great battles with Jordan. Yes, he. Winning is a lot of fun. It is. Winning is a lot of fun. Allegedly. Yeah. I've heard it's a blast. <laughs> but, but it's like, okay, it, let's say you're a Sports Center anchor and Sports Center wins the Sports Emmy, or you're the host of a show that that show is being singled out. Right. So there's a lot of Robert Ories at ESPN. There aren't many. Allen Iversons. Well, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I'm trying to credit myself. Here. Yeah. Yes, I am. I didn't do a very yeah. good job. Yes, Paul. I think Fritzy has a sports Emmy or two for loosely being associated with Sports Center back in the day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but does that, that still counts? It goes on the mantle. He was associated with sports. Does center. it really count? I th- Hell yeah, it counts. Todd, he's got two of them. Mm. Hell yeah, it nah. counts. Yeah, it's like the equipment manager gets a, wow. a, a, a championship ring. So much hate going on right now in the studio for Todd's two Emmys. I just complimented him. Most people don't know. <laughs> Total. Yes, Todd. Uh, I think there's a little more to it than the equipment mm. manager. I'm not. Ex- I'm not exactly on the front lines where I'm like anchoring Sports Center, but it does take a group of people to put that show together. Well, in the industry, um, being the booker is known as like the equipment manager yeah. of the show. Yeah, <laughs> like you hand out jerseys and towels. I know. That's why I've always insisted on talent coordinator or talent producer as anything other than booker. Senior Just talent doesn't coordinator have a, doesn't have a great. I think it's towel. Towel and coordinator. <laughs> it just sounds shady. Booker sounds like bookie. It just sounds like he's. How about we take a break here? Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Great columnist for the LA Times, star of Around the Horn, Bill Plaschke, joining us on the program. Bill, thanks for joining us. Level of concern over repeating the Lakers or the Dodgers right now? More people are freaking out about the Lakers, really freaking out. What's LeBron James doing in the game last night so late in a blowout, which it didn't matter, and he turned his ankle again? Yeah, people people think the Dodgers, and I agree, the Dodgers, they've got a lot of season left. They got great pitching. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to be fine. They may, they, may, they may not be the best team in baseball history, as I predicted before the season. <laughs> 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 not one of my finer moments, but um, but they're going to be they're going to be fine. The Lakers, people are freaking out because LeBron's, you know, they don't know how LeBron's ankle is. AD's fragile. They, if, if they win this thing, it'll be LeBron's greatest achievement ever because no team's ever come from a seven seed to win it. No team's ever had to win 17 games to win it. And they got to do it on LeBron's back, and he's been hurt most of the year, and he keeps getting hurt. And AD's always – you notice when AD hits the floor, he's always wincing, he's always grimacing, he's always groaning. So he's got all that going for him. So yeah, there's there's quite a bit of concern about the Lakers. I think people think they'll they'll get they'll beat Golden State, or at least they'll get they'll get in this seven or eight seed, and they'll probably win the first round. But I don't think people think they can beat the Clippers. 
And I think that's what people are really concerned about out here. Do you think the Clippers tried to avoid the Lakers strategically? Absolutely. So did the Nuggets. They were both fighting each other, trying to <laughs> invest all their players. Absolutely, they're trying to avoid the Lakers. They're trying to wait to they're, they're trying to wait to get them to the last round of the, of the of the conference finals. But that may not work by then. The Lakers could be in rhythm, and LeBron could have his confidence, and they could be rolling by then. I think you want to get the Lakers early. Yeah, but, you know, I, I agree with that. But I was wondering about with LeBron and load management. Like, do you think that there's any chance that maybe he, you know? stayed out even longer just as precautionary measures so he'd be ready. Oh, to absolutely. Oh, I wrote before the season, he should take at least one, one or two month vacation. He was mad from the very start. Remember this, Dan, he was upset at the 71 game, uh, you know, break. That's all they had. He wanted to start the season after January. So he was upset about that already. Yes. I think absolutely he held out. And that's why I think the sky's not falling. I think LeBron and AD, I think they're both going to be fine. I think the Lakers are going to win in our championship, but I think and I think one of the reasons is they're going to wake they're going to wake up a, a month from now. Everybody's going to realize how rested LeBron is, and how rested AD is. And I think clearly, I think he nursed that ankle, and I think he clearly wanted the vacation. And smart for him, the NBA messed up schedule this year, and the NBA was so messed up. You all talked about it on the show ad nauseum, all the injuries, all the forced games, the rush games, the compressed schedule. It made for a terrible, terrible regular season. And LeBron was just getting, you know, was just paying him back. He was just getting his. They do well against Steph Curry, but there's always that if Steph somehow goes crazy here. Steph can't score 100 points. I mean, (laughs) can he? Well, but let's say he gets 40-something. Like, when does it become dangerous here? Oh, he's got to get – I just don't think it ever becomes dangerous. I just don't think that's – I just don't think the Warriors say they're great to get this far. They're, they're, they're a worthy opponent, but no, Steph's their whole team. And I don't think it, I don't think, and I don't think, I don't think the Lakers think that either. I think they, their sights are set on Phoenix right now. I think probably, I think they think they could beat Golden State. And I think that I think I, and, and I would agree with them on that. I don't think this is, but it'll be the most watched game. Remember the, the last time they played, it was like 30 million people watched it. There'll be a It's just going to be the most watched pl- playoff game this early ever in history, but I just don't think it'll be much of a contest. But do you think he truly believes Steph Curry's the MVP? Because his buddy, Chris Paul, has been equally valuable for the Phoenix Suns, but LeBron campaigning late for Steph Curry? No, LeBron thinks he's gonna. he should be the MVP. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he always does things. He, no, yeah, he's just, he's just saying that. He was just saying that to... Uh, Jack up the the game and get you know and maybe get into Steph's head a little bit. That's that's what he was he was saying. Yeah, no, I don't think he believes. I think he would vote for Chris Paul for he'd probably vote for Joel Embiid before he vote for he'd vote for Jokic. He'd vote for Jokic probably. Uh, he'd vote for himself. He doesn't think. Yeah, LeBron doesn't think anybody should be MVP ever, but him <laughs> any year ever. Period. It's Bill Plaschke of the L.A. Times, contributor to Around the Horn. What was your wait, contributor Dan? When I started this show, I was a star. Now I'm just a contributor. I'll be lucky to be a freelancer by the time the show ends. So. You said star, I said contributor, so I I, I covered uh, okay. both both. Woody Page just texted me and said he's a contributor. You're not a star, so I. He, he's right. He's actually correct about that. That is the accurate. Uh, your takeaway from the Hall of Fame weekend was what? It sucked because Kobe wasn't there. I don't care what we wrote a million stories before this the, the ceremonies. We talked about Kobe and wrote the whole history of his life. 
it was about Kobe and he wasn't there. I mean, it just, it really stunk to me. It was really, obviously Tim Duncan's speech was incredible. I thought that was really, really, really incredible. Him talking about pop was really incredible. Um, Rudy T's speech was off the hook, off the, off the butt. I miss Kobe and Kobe should have been there to exchange jabs with the guys. He should have been there to thank, you know, Vanessa didn't thank any Laker and he didn't did not mention any Laker in her speech because she didn't know what Kobe would have said. She wasn't going to speak for her late husband. So a mm. lot of Lakers went unrecognized. I think a lot of the emotion was drained out of the thing. I just thought it, I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to be emotional about it. I think it's so cool that Kobe's in and I'm glad he's in, but it really sucked that he wasn't there. It really stunk. It was really, I thought the whole thing was just a real hard, it was real painful. It was supposed to be celebrating his greatness. And I thought we just remember the absence of his greatness. And it was, it was really hard. I thought it was hard. Rudy Tomjanovich though, grabbed some headlines when he said, Robert Ori belongs in the hall of fame. You oh, he does. Oh, he does. He absolutely does. I was here for a lot of that. Yeah. Big shot, Bob. He was the best player I've ever seen under pressure in the finals in, in, how many rings does he have? I mean, Seven. no, I, I think if you're going to put different people like that in the Hall of Fame, I think absolutely he belongs in the Hall of Fame. For what, if we're, we're going to celebrate championships, if we're going to celebrate pressure shots and pressure players, and I loved it because he, he said, he, he told me once, the reason he was so good in April and May instead of early in the season is that the Kings, the L.A. Kings who shared the Staples Center with him, were done playing, so they got the ice out from under the floor, so the floor was warm. <laughs> so his his feet weren't cold in April and May, as long as the Kings <laughs> kept losing. Uh, that, that's a true story. I, I thought I th- I think he should be, and he's a great guy too. So put great guys in the Hall of Fame. Rudy T's in the Hall of Fame. Put put Corey in the Hall of Fame. Okay, but is Derek Fisher a Hall of Famer? Well, he made a couple. He didn't. He, no, I don't think he had the impact that Ori had. But he Ori got had, five titles. He's got I know. more career points. He's played in more playoff games than anybody in NBA history. Yeah, but who's made more bigger shots than Ori for different teams? Also, Fisher did it for the same team. How many different teams did Ori win the championships with? But if I Three, put, I, I can put Ori in, but if I put Ori in, then all of a sudden am I putting Julian Edelman into the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Well, maybe so. I, I just think we talk about championships so much, and then we don't do anything to celebrate them. And these guys, certain guys are like that. And, uh, but I know I'm, I'm, I know I'm, I'm in a minority. I'm sure most, most, most people think Rob shouldn't be in there, but I think I was, I was there and I saw it. I saw his big shots. All right. He had the shot like the beat Sacramento in game four of the, of the, of the uh, conference finals. You know, he had that great three pointer after that game, Glenn Fry, the Eagles walked past me in the press row, pounded his fist on the press table, looked at me and said, the Eagles never wrote a song this good and kept walking. <laughs> That that was big shot, Bob. That was Robert Ory. Uh, explain the logic of the Dodgers signing Albert Pujols. They're really desperate. They're really, really desperate for hitting against left-handed pitching. They really need someone. They they have thirteen players on the injured list. They got They figure if they figure he can win that. If he can win them one or two games with a late inning home run maybe start a few games when they need him at first base, just fill in. They think, and they think the clubhouse is veteran enough to absorb him. And if he complains or if he gets disgruntled, this is, a, again, I've heard this, this, this analogy made many times, but it's so true. David Freeze worked in there. Chase Utley worked in there. They're, they have a history of getting veterans who come in there 
and her tutors and mentors and, and go into the system. They're, they're banking on him suddenly saying, I, got, I can win a ring. I'll be quiet. I don't need to play. And I think it could, it, it's, it's a no-lose for them. They don't do any good. They just cut them. They don't care. They don't cost them hardly anything. Yeah, but my no concern is he was not happy with not getting playing time with the Angels. Now he's going to be happy with not getting playing time with the Dodgers? Well, I'm gonna, he's on a press call today. I'm going to ask him that direct question or somebody will ask him that question. We'll find out. That's, that's a concern, Dan. That's a concern. But I think, again, you've seen players like this, veterans who have a chance to win a ring, the Dodgers still have the best run differential in the National League. They're still the best team in the league. I think they learn to subjugate their egos and learn to and realize it's about big. It's, it's about more than them. Where the Angels had no shot. They have no shot. Dodgers have a real shot. Maybe he'll be more of a team player there. We'll see. But that's a definite. That's got to be one of the first questions he's asked today in the press conference. I'll leave you with this. If you could start your team with one, Kobe, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett. Oh, I'm taking Kobe. I'm taking Kobe because because I want to end. I want to start my team my team with a guy who can end the game, who will end the game, who will end the moment, who will own the moment. And Tim Duncan was great, and Garnett was great, but Kobe was a man on that. I would I would start with. How about you? Uh, if it was today's NBA, then I'm going to take Kobe. But if it's back in the you know 80s, 90s, then I probably strongly consider Duncan. I, I think Duncan's underrated. Uh, you know, he won five titles. He was MVP in the finals three times. He won two league MVPs. He was first or second, you know, all NBA defense, 15 years, all-star 15. Like he, he did everything you would ask a great player to do without any fanfare and really no signature moment. He just, he was kind of perfect for San Antonio. I, I wonder though, Bill, if he played in L.A. or New York or Boston, would we be looking at Tim Duncan differently if he had this resume? That's a great question because, I mean, a guy like Clayton Clayton Kershaw is very quiet like Duncan and just does his job, and he's he's revered out here. But I want – the Kobe brings a Mamba mentality. I know that's such a cliche, and everybody laughs when when I say it. But I want my club to have the Mamba mentality. That's why I want Kobe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there's a wrong answer in there, but I, well, I think Kevin Garnett would be a wrong answer. Well, he had a run there where he put up, you know, like 25, 15, you know, five block shots or four block shots. Like he, he, he put up some pretty big numbers. Yeah, there. he did, but he really wasn't, didn't have the, 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 the consistency and the length of career that these other guys did. He didn't yeah. have, and he wasn't, he wasn't as good as them. He just wasn't as good. Great to talk to you. He's the star of around the horn. It's your words, not mine. Your words, not mine. And does a decent job as the columnist for the LA Times. (laughs) (laughs) Bill, thanks for for joining us. Great to catch up with you. Thanks. See you. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? 
along with my fellow pro bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up on game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up on Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Reggie Miller, Hall of Famer, Turner Sports NBA analyst. A lot to get to, Reg. Uh, Let me hit you with the early 
poll question that we had. McLovin, you want to give Reg the first hour poll question? First hour poll question. Whose career would you rather have, Robert Ory or Chris Weber? Wow. Uh, well, that is a tough one. That's a great question. I, I guess seven championships kind of trumps everything, right? Is it seven or six? Seven, seven. championships? Seven. A lot of big shots for Robert Ory. But think about the culture change Chris Weber was a part of being part of the Fab Five in Michigan because you're encompassing the whole career, right? Not just NBA. Yeah, yeah, college too. I like C. Webb's career. Obviously, he doesn't have a championship to back it up, but a hell of a career for C. Webb. You could not go wrong with either or. Um, but seven championships ring, that's hard to turn down. That's hard. Would you that rather have Robert Ory's career or yours? Taking mine. Okay. All right. I'm just. I'm taking mine. I know I don't have any chips to show for it, but it was all about the struggle for me. All about the struggle to win one. And I will never change my career for anyone's because that's, to me, that's what it was all about. Now, is Robert Ory a Hall of Famer? Yes, I really do believe so. Really? And if you think about it, you could take away a chip from Tim Duncan and you probably could take a chip away from Kobe if it wasn't for the fact of big shots by Robert Ory. I do believe he's a Hall of Famer. And if you look at some of the guys that are currently getting in that don't have gaudy numbers, I mean, Ben Wallace was a great defender, but he doesn't have gaudy numbers. Ben Wallace is going in this year. Uh, Dikembe Mutombo, great defensive player, defensive player of the year, but not gaudy numbers in the Hall of Fame. Robert Ory should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, as much as I like Ben, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, Ben Wallace. I think he was a really good player. He was a, a key player for, you know, some good teams. Mm-hmm. But, but um, I, I just don't see no. him as a Hall of Famer. No, no, I, I, do, I don't. Like, I, Chris Bosh was a wonderful player in Toronto. He was the third person in Miami. I know health issues. But he was second team all NBA one time, and that's it. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know how we judge. And maybe my bar is too high here, Reg. You know, when it comes mm-hmm. to the Hall of Fame, but I don't know. I, I don't. I'm. Not, I don't want to apologize for being kind of tough on you know the requirements. I don't want to demean Ben Wallace. You know, Dikembe. You want to put him in the Hall of Fame. You want to put Ben in there, Boston. I mean, that's fine. I guess I just trying to understand the criteria here. I think the criteria you're thinking about is in terms of other Hall of Fames because it's very difficult to get into Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. Very tough yeah. to get into the NFL. I think the NBA criteria of getting in is not as high. And I think they do encompass a person's body of work going back to college, too. So I think when I look at Ben Wallace's career, again, not gaudy numbers, but was on great teams, championship teams in Detroit. He was the head of the snake defensively for that team. Um, uh, he was a couple times defensive player of the year, I believe. Yeah. 
I think he deserves. Now, again, I've gone against these guys head to head, so I'm a little biased because I've seen their body of work up close. But is Derek Fisher a Hall of Famer? No. He got he got five titles. He's got five yeah, titles. He he's played in more playoff games than anybody in NBA history. He's yes. he's got 3,000, 2,500 more points than Robert Ory does. Made some big shots. Yes. So I don't know. I just throw that yeah. out there. Throw that yeah. out there. Steve Good Kerr's time. going into the Hall of Fame, isn't he? <laughs> well, man, he's got well, what, coach five and player. basketball. He's got so he's got eight rings. Yeah, right? I think five, so. Right, five and five as a player, three as a coach. He's all, he's going in as a Hall of Famer combination. As a coach, he's going in a Hall of Famer as a coach. Yeah, as a coach, he'll go in as a Hall of Famer. I, he he probably won't go in as a player. But they just they would just say Steve Kerr Hall of Famer, but they would That's designate I, him as a coach going into the Hall. I think of Famer. he will go okay. in as a. I think he'll go in as a coach, but he's still a Hall of Famer, whether you're a coach or yeah. a player. Oh yeah, hey. I'd you're in the that. Hall of Fame as yeah, a I know. member. Oh, I know. Okay. I know. You're a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I know. If you could start your team with Kobe, Duncan, KG. What era? What rules? 1995. Tim Duncan. Okay. I said the same thing. 2015. Kobe Bryant. Yeah, that's what I said, too. Kobe would learn to, well, yes. He's a student of the game. He's going to learn to be great in today's NBA. Would he be a volume three-point shooter? Kobe? Yeah. He was a great, I thought he was a great shooter anyways. Yeah. But, yeah, he would be a volume, he would be a volume scorer. Because I don't want to label him as a, a shooter because Kobe can give you buckets. So he would be a volume scorer, as very much as he was throughout his career. Better in-game dunker, Kobe or Jordan? Uh, Jordan. Man, I'd have looked at some highlights of Kobe. Yeah. We, I, I would say this. Kobe was probably more artistic because he had the great reverse dunks yeah. that Jordan never had. Um, but – Jordan used to embarrass you on some of them dunks. That, to me, the all-time classic Jordan dunk is the one against the Knicks in the garden when he's going baseline, fakes the other way, and then continues to go baseline and just pipes on, I don't know if that's Patrick or uh, I don't know who. It looked like all of the New York Knicks. That's probably my best dunk ever of Michael Jordan. Did, did Jordan ever get you? Well, I was guarding him, so I let – he blew by me <laughs> into the Davis boys and Rick Smith. So I was never under there waiting for him. <laughs> so you... I got the wrath of it from Gail and Antonio. Like, Reg, keep them in front of you. I'm like, I'm sending them to hell. You're my help. <laughs> See, you never got posterized because you weren't the guy who was going up to try to block, right? Absolutely not. I was smart enough. That's their job is to protect the rim, not mine. Did you posterize anybody with a dunk? I'm sure there's someone I got. <laughs> you, I'm sure there has to be someone I you got. You should remember. You, know you should remember. Like a two-hander down the lane. Against the Knicks, yes. McLovin, Seaton, look it up. <laughs> Against the Knicks in the playoffs, I did. I got Charles Oakley, 
and Charles Smith. I did. I got them in the playoffs. They must oh, wait, have. Hold up. Hold up. Yes, I did. Against the Nets, the New Jersey Nets, in the overtime game my last year, or second to last year, that sent the game to overtime. I dunked on the whole Nets team. It's the most famous dunk of mine ever. It's my last dunk, actually. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, but, he dunked right in uh, Kmart's mug. Kenyon Martin was yes. trying Yes. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Do you think They're that they they game. had to be so surprised? They're like, this this dude ain't jumping. Like like Kerry Kittles is going. This guy can't jump. Hold up. I was just as surprised. <laughs> I couldn't believe I was up that high. I couldn't believe I you was should up that high. you should see Jason Kidd's face. He's like, what? <laughs> what did Reg just do? Hey, I will tell you this. When I started to go up, I heard the theme. I heard the theme music. I believe I can fly. I believe I can touch the sky. I'm telling you, I, I felt what that was going up. You're holding on to the rim. You you've never been up that high before. Hey, and what's funny about that? Mark Jackson was at the game just to come watch us play. And I remember after the dunk and the timeout, and I'm walking back to the bench and. He, his seats were kind of behind our bench and I'm walking and he's just shaking his head. I'm giving him one of these looks like you remember this. You remember this, Mark. It was hilarious. Uh, he's Reggie Miller, the hall of famer. Uh, how concerned would you be if you're the Lakers with Steph Curry here? That is a nuclear bomb that can go off at any time. Um, look, the, Let's face it, the Lakers are the better team. They're the bigger team. Um, championship experience, but so do Golden State Warriors. But Steph Curry, the way he has played all season, and especially the last two months, he can explode. And in, in a one-game series, if he gets hot, it, look, I will say this for the Lakers. They have a lot of wing defenders that they're going to throw at him. Dennis Schroeder. Um, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Caruso will get some time on him. And if need be, LeBron James, if it's, you know, last possession of, of the possible game. So it's the Lakers to lose. They should win it. But Steph scares me. The Lakers do well against Steph. They're two teams that seem to do well. Clippers and Lakers do well. They have length. And I think, you know, I, I'm going to let whoever – you know, we're going to pick somebody. If that guy gets 30, 35, fine. Right. I, I can't let Steph have, you know, over 35. I just, I can't. And and then if, if it's the other guys who beat us, you know, okay. But I, I'm not going to, I'm going to make sure Steph has to give the ball up a little bit. And, you know, for the Lakers too, when Anthony Davis was in New Orleans, he used to dominate. Golden State during the playoffs. And I just don't think they have a matchup for him. As great as Draymond Green is, he has given up six or seven inches and a lot of length going against AD. So AD should have a field day versus Golden State. But I just don't think they have enough scoring. Unless Wiggins reverts back and gives them 25 or 30. Uh, Jordan Poole has played great coming off the bench for them. Had a career high, I believe, 38 a few games ago. I just don't think they can generate enough scoring against the number one rated defensive team in the Lakers. But looking at the Lakers, it feels like if you don't get them early, 
then yeah. you're in trouble because I think once they get back into the rhythm here, then they're going to be less vulnerable here. Do you, do you feel that way? Or do you think the health of LeBron and Anthony Davis are going to be sort of a cloud hanging over this team, you know, the entire postseason? I think it's always going to be a question mark. We just saw within the last five minutes of that Pelicans game, a little bit of a tweak to the ankle of LeBron. Now, Coach Vogel came out and said he's okay, he's good to go. But what else is he going to say? Oh, he twist, you know, he turned his ankle again, so he's got to put that out. I think health and concern will always follow these Lakers throughout these playoffs. Um, but it's funny how teams in the Western Conference were kind of dodging a little bit. Oh boy, not to not to fall in the Lakers' path. Um, Denver did I, I it. The Clippers what, did it. The Clippers, yeah, the Clippers did it. Um, but I will say this: I feel bad for Phoenix because Phoenix is, I mean, great year. Chris Paul is an MVP candidate. Devin Booker has been ridiculous. Monty Williams will probably win Coach of the Year. And what? How are you rewarded? You've had the best record, a resurgence in the Valley of the Sun, and you were rewarded by playing the world champs, possibly knock on wood, in the first round. Come on. Who else is dangerous? In the West or just in general? Just in general. Like, just say, hey, here's a team that just keep an eye on. Health, if they're healthy, and this is a scary first-round matchup in the East, how did Milwaukee draw Miami? Miami ousted them last year yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah. They know how to play Giannis. Now, to Milwaukee's credit, I think they've done a great job of going out and getting some pieces. I think that will help them. Getting Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker, two tough guys, two defensive-minded guys that are going to help Giannis in the playoffs. But Miami is a team that has championship aspirations. We saw them get to the finals. If they can find that shooting touch, because their defense has been really good. Bam has been playing great. Jimmy Butler has to stay healthy. He's been up and down all year with health. But when he's right, when those shooters are right, Hero and Duncan, this is a scary team to watch. I, it's almost a pick em series for me. I know Milwaukee's the third seed, but to me, that's a pick em series. If you did your MVP vote today, who, who would get it? I, I'm voting for Steph. Oh, okay. I'm voting, I, I know Jokic will win, and rightfully so. He's played every game. And he's had unbelievable numbers. He'll win it. But my MVP, no one expected Golden State, when they heard the news that Clay Torres, his Achilles, that they were going to be in this position. And he, think about, other than Draymond, I know Wiggins is good. Kelly Oubre got off to, who else is on, who Kent, else is on Kent this team? Kent Bazemore. I know. Your number two pick, Wiseman, went down yeah. about a month and a half ago. So they, Steve Kerr has found ways to patchwork this team, and now they're in the playing game. He is my MVP. His last two months have been ridiculous. That's ridiculous what he's done. That's the video game. If you could have Robert Ory's career or Steve Nash's career, Steve Nash, two-time MVP. Yeah. Kind of changed the game. I'm going to go with Steve Nash. Yeah, that was my point. I know championships are great. Don't get me wrong. 
But to be a baller and to be the best player on a team and to be the leader and to be a face of a nation too and with Canada too for, you know, for a long while, I'm taking Steve Nash. Okay. Robert Ory, Vince Carter. Ooh. Now I might have to go with Robert Ory. <laughs> <laughs> but half man, half amazing. He started the basketball revolution along with Steve Nash for Canada when he was up in Toronto. But seven chips. I mean, Robert Ory needs to be in the Hall of Fame. I, I know, I get where you're going. Robert Ory needs to be in the Hall of Fame, Theodore. Man, but okay. Iverson, Robert Ory. Oh, come on. Stop it. Iverson. Why? I mean, he, he, that's easy. He, he's a cult hero. Yeah, it's true. He is a cult hero. He, he's like uh, Shaq, Wilt, Steph, they, they, uh, Jordan. They change things. They change the culture of things, the way we perceive things. I'm going with AI. I'll leave you with this. How much of you wanted to hear Kobe give that speech uh, Saturday? Well, you know, we heard Jordan's speech, right? When he went, you know, he took names and went after guys. I think we would have seen kind of the same thing. You think he would have roasted the audience? Yes. And then some. See, I thought he would have roasted KG and Duncan. I think he probably would have told a story about MJ too, because I'm sure MJ, he would have asked MJ to stand up for him as well and just see them side by side because they will forever be linked because they are the two best shooting guards this game has ever seen. And just to see them side by side would have been really cool um, because of how much Kobe looked up to his airness. Um, But Vanessa was fantastic. Oh my God. I, 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 I don't know how. I, I don't know how she she does it. How she did it at the memorial at Staples, which was that was too soon for me. And then this, it's she was fantastic. I, I got it. more emotional than she did. Like she held yeah. her composure, and I'm going, oh yeah. man, this is hitting me hard. It really yeah, it's, is. Uh, it's it's tough. It, it really is because. Uh, I'm glad we're starting to get a sense and see how Kobe was away from the court, you know, and we're getting a better glimpse of that because all we see was win, win, win by any means necessary, go right through you and rightfully so because, you know, having played against him, that's how he was. But I kind of knew Kobe away from the court and how Vanessa and his, and the family have kind of, made him more human is, has been fantastic along with Gigi. I mean, just great. Absolutely. Great. Great. To talk to you, bud. Uh, You're always the best Theodore. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Once again, you would have your career over Robert Ory's, right? Yeah. I love you. Big shot, but <laughs> you're getting this and this. I have big shots too. I just don't have these. <laughs> I don't have these, but I can go big shot for big shot with you. Okay. But can I have one of these? <laughs> You're a better shooter than Robert Ory? Man, come on. Stop it. I just. Stop it. Like a standstill, stand still, I, kick out, Robert Ory, you. Put it to you like this. 
he would come to me for shooting tips. <laughs> <laughs> okay? And He's coming to me for shooting tips. There's a lot of guys who would. Uh, thank you, buddy. Talk to you soon. You're the best, Theodore. Love you, Danette. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.